Although some sports have higher instances of concussion, such as football, hockey, soccer, concussions can happen in any sport or recreational activity. Welcome to the GW Medical Faculty Associates Podcast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith, and today's topic, managing concussions. My guest is Dr. Gobinvir Sahi. Dr. Sahi is a primary care sports medicine and concussion specialist. Dr. Sahi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Smith. Good to be here. So, you know, uh, more and more, I think my audience is is hearing about concussions. I know it's it comes up a lot during football season. Uh, I know the NFL is focusing more on how to prevent concussions and manage that. So I think that most people understand um, the idea of a concussion, but maybe not fully what it is. So how about let's start with what actually is a concussion? Sure. So um, for the general audience, you can sort of attribute a concussion to being a contusion of the brain without actually having um, a mark. It's, it's a temporary change in uh, the internal brain uh, chemistry as well as you know hormones. Um, there's a complex cascade that goes on. Uh, most of the time, you know, over 95% of the time, imaging studies are going to be normal. Uh, it is a transient period. Most concussions will resolve within about four to six weeks, give or take a few weeks on each end. Um, and they are, again, as we said, temporary changes in brain chemistry, which will cause a variety of uh, symptoms with regards to thinking problems, physical symptoms such as a headache or nausea. Uh, you can have mood problems like irritability and sadness, problems with sleep, um, affecting interpersonal relationships. So that's sort of the general definition of a concussion. So it, how is it, are concussions rated? Obviously, some may be a little bit more severe than others. Is there a, like sure. when you are diagnosing it, is there a rating system for this? So there used to be, but there isn't anymore. The analogy I give my patients is, you know, if you or a loved one, heaven forbid, had a heart attack, you know, was it mild, was it moderate, was it severe, or was it, you know, just a heart attack that we have to deal with? It's sort of the same uh, same thing with concussions. We don't really classify them as mild, moderate, or severe. Um, right now, it's either you have a concussion or you don't. And if your symptoms last for a period of longer than about six weeks, then you can transition to what we would call a post-concussion syndrome. So, and how common is this? How often do you, as a as a sports medicine specialist and a concussion specialist, how often do you treat concussion? <laughs> every day, all day, every day. Um, it's unfortunate, but, you know, with our active population or with the military population, uh, people in the workforce, you know, bad weather, any sort of slip or, or you know, direct or indirect trauma to the head or the neck can result in a concussion. Um, and I think it's important to educate the population on, you know, certain warning signs, what might take place. Um, but, I, you know, I have at least a few concussions every day in clinic. Um, I'd yeah. say probably at least 30% of my uh, sports medicine practice right now is dealing with concussions. Right. And it's it's not just from sports, as you mentioned. It could be a fall, a slip, a car accident, et cetera. I think sometimes maybe the, the, the general audience might hear the word concussion and they automatically think, you know, football, but it can happen sure. in, in everyday life. You mentioned something that I think is important, like what are those warning signs? So let's say we have a listener who fell, hit their head. What What are some of the signs and symptoms they should look for that might tell them they have a concussion? Obviously, a, a headache, which, you know, wouldn't go away with rest or, you know, hydration and or Tylenol. Um, 
some dangerous signs if it's worse than a concussion would also you know be nausea or severe projectile vomiting you know if you're having fluid or blood dripping out of your nose or your ears or your mouth and it's sort of the most splitting headache of your life those are dangerous signs which would mean you probably would want to go to the emergency room um if you're not experiencing those you still would definitely want to follow up with a concussion specialist and or you know urgent care or your primary care physician um but we usually break down the concussion symptoms um via an ace questionnaire um there's four main uh symptoms headings that we look for one is problems with thinking obviously if you're feeling a little slowed down you know problems concentrating or remembering things sort of functioning at your uh normal level um physical symptoms would obviously be headache uh, like we said nausea or vomiting uh problems with balance is a big one uh changes or blurriness in vision feeling fatigued and having sensitivity to light or noise uh the mood problems would be you know if you're sad or emotional or more nervous than normal uh there can also be some sleep problems such as sleeping more or less problems falling asleep so those are sort of the general symptoms to look for uh with a concussion when do you suggest if somebody has a few of those like obviously some of them sound a little bit more severe like sure. the blood issue or something but other ones maybe not mm-hmm. so uh, the mood issues, whatever, you know, maybe just some of the foggy mm-hmm. thinking. Wait, at what point does somebody actually seek help? Or should, or sure, if you, or if you get a head injury of any type, should you always just go see help? You know, I mean, if you're standing up, it sort of obviously depends on the individual presentation and the individual patient. You know, if you stand up and you hit your head on a shelf like I did earlier this morning, you know, hopefully you weren't <laughs> concussed. But if you, if you do have one of those you know sort of significant mechanisms of injury talked about and you are experiencing mainly a headache and any of the other symptoms um i would probably recommend going and seeking medical care immediately um especially you know if it's in one of our youth uh, population and or athletes um what we say is any sort of hit to the head or neck which causes any of these symptoms that the patient or the athlete would have to be pulled out of the game at once um evaluated on the sideline by a trainer mm-hmm. athletic trainer or another professional and then follow up with a physician So, you know, again, if you're in a motor vehicle accident, you slip and hit your head, you know, you're horsing around or you're a weekend warrior and you're experiencing, you know, maybe more than 2 to 3 of those symptoms, I would probably recommend uh going in sooner rather than later. Uh the reason for that is because it's important to engage in about 48 hours brain rest, um brain and physical rest for give or take 2 days, which means basically don't do anything physical beyond walking and stretching and try to minimize the noxious external stimuli like light, noise, stress, screens and reading. One of the important things about concussions is is it's different than sports injuries, you know, if you sprain your ankle, you can tape it up, take an ibuprofen, ice it, kind of gut through it, maybe your ligaments will be a little bit looser when you're later on in life. But you know, it's an ankle, so you know, we got two of those, but you only get one brain. So if you push through your symptoms, right. um and the symptoms are getting worse, that's that's one of the sort of the brain's way of telling you, "Hey, I need some rest and you should probably seek um medical attention from your primary care physician, a concussion specialist, urgent care, that sort of thing. Is is brain rest pretty much all we do or is there other um treatments you might do based on the severity of the concussion? Sure. There's I mean there's quite a few different uh treatment options. I mean in the acute setting we would recommend uh you know just if the headache is bad you can take a regular over the counter Tylenol or acetaminophen. Uh, we tend to stay away from steroids and or the anti-inflammatories like Aleve, Naproxen, Motrin, Ibuprofen and whatnot. Um just for the reason that if you overdo those you can sort of get a uh, what we call a rebound headache. Um sort of if you or me don't uh, you know have a cup of coffee in the morning you might get a headache. 
Um, the same concept is it, it, it thins the blood a little bit. So if there is a 2% chance of a bleed, you don't want to have it bleeding more. So, you know, you would wear sunglasses to avoid uh, the light, polarized sunglasses for outdoor light, blue-tinted sunglasses for indoor lights and screens. You obviously would want to put, out, put away anything with a screen, you know, your iPad, uh, phone, computers, tablets, whatnot. Um, you wouldn't want to overread too much. Um, obviously, you would try not to overstress things. One of the problems we find is that, especially here in D.C., we have uh, quite a few intelligent, high-functioning individuals. Um, so telling them to kind of not overthink or overanalyze their symptoms <laughs> and to just sort of let your brain and body heal on its own, that can be a bit of a challenge as well. Um, and then, you know, just the normal things, uh, get good sleep, eight to 10 hours of sleep at night, one hour nap in the afternoon. Again, don't oversleep because you can get rebound headaches from that as well. Hydration is really important. Uh, things with electrolytes, like any of the AIDS, Gatorade, Powerade, Pedialyte water, um, good uh, nutrition, getting your proteins and carbohydrates in. Um, and then just kind of relaxing. We don't want to do complete social isolation. So depending on, you know, the individual concussion uh, position, a level of comfort, you know, I normally allow my patients to walk a little bit, stretch a little bit, you know, if they have a family dog, they can take them for a walk um, and mm -hmm. just kind of observe them. So those are sort of the things we would do in the acute setting. Yeah. So uh, what if there's continued problems? If, if, you know, you get through the acute setting and somebody mm -hmm. continues to have headaches here and there, maybe the mood issues, does that tell you something else needs to be done? Well, a lot of times with concussions, there's also underlying if somebody has an underlying uh, disease process that can complicate things a little bit, sort of like you said, if somebody has, you know, an underlying anxiety and depression or a learning disability, or if they have a history of chronic headaches or migraine headaches, um, you know, any previous history of neurological phenomena, multiple sclerosis, those can sort of mimic symptoms of concussion. So you need to weed through all of the, you know, the history taking as well as the physical exam. Um, and kind of get to the bottom of things. But if we have ongoing symptoms, you know, with headache, balance, eye tracking, um, one of the nice newer things we have is there's actually physical therapy for concussions now where they'll work on your eye tracking, mm. your balance. Um, a lot wow. of times I'll send patients to see a therapist, uh, you know, for if they're having mood problems uh, because it's very normal to be a little angry and sad after a concussion. Um, so with the therapy and the physical therapy, those are a couple other things we can do. You know, if symptoms are lasting more than six weeks, there's obviously medications we can use um, to aid in them. Um, and normally we don't uh, tend to image the brain until it's, you know, four to six weeks out. Because like I said, probably at least 98% of all the imaging is going to be normal. Um, in the acute phase, if you're worried about a brain bleed, obviously you would do a CT scan. Now that has radiation, so you need to be careful about that, especially in the pediatric population. Um, later on, if it's subacute, like we talked about, four to six weeks out, we could always consider doing an MRI of the brain because right. there's no uh, radiation there. Maybe even a functional MRI or a functional EEG where we check to see, you know, how the brain's actually, how the neurons are actually firing to see if there's, you know, diminished activity in the parietal lobe, the occipital lobe, frontotemporal. Um, so there's a lot of things we can do, actually. Right. So lots of information covered here. Fantastic information, Dr. Sahi. Let's end this way. What would you like my listening audience to know about concussions? Well, I think they're very serious and any sort of trauma to the head or neck. And if you're experiencing, you know, headaches and, and symptoms, I would definitely uh, seek medical attention as soon as possible with your primary care physician, you know, with our sports medicine docs here at GW. And 
one of the most important things is to keep a positive outlook on things. Because if you're positive and you let your uh, your body and your brain heal uh, with time, you know, most concussions will resolve within about a month. But don't overthink things. See the professionals, and uh, hopefully all will be well soon. Excellent summary. Dr. Sahi, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Medical Faculty Associates Podcast. For more information, go to gwdocs.com. That's gwdocs.com. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.